When it comes to hunting boots, how many pairs does one man need? Well, how many seasons are there? Turkey season? Deer season? Duck season? Dove season? Honey, how many pairs of boots does one man need? At least one more pair. For just about everything for hunting, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA. Thanks for your business. Hunting is not easy. It never has been. It takes dedication, motivation, a lot of patience, and quality gear. If you manage a food plot, put up stands, or need just one more game camera, we can help at MidwayUSA.com. We opened our doors in 1977 and continue to put customers first by offering super fast, same day shipping. For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to episode 116 of the White Tail Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin, and I am doing this intro by myself. Rolling into the weekend strong. Got a good episode for you guys. We're really excited about this one. Really awesome guest. A huge thanks to you guys for supporting the podcast. It's absolutely amazing. If you could do me a huge favor and head over to iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to the podcast and give us a five-star review, that would be absolutely amazing. Helps people just like you find hunting podcasts like ours. Don't you want to help us out? It'd be fun. (laughs) Anyway, if you want to support the podcast, we have a Patreon going on. We have hats and stuff you guys can buy, but more importantly... The Patreon's really fun. We have fun group on uh, Marco Polo. It's really cool. We have a bunch of new tiers now. Go over and check it out. You can find it on our link tree. Also on our link tree is the shoot. We have our shoot page on Facebook. You can check that out. That's August 15th. That is at Possum Hollow. It's going to be really fun. It's a 3D shoot. All the details are on the page. You guys can head over there, check it out, see what's going on with that. Speaking of 3D shoots, tomorrow, the 25th, at Freiburg Sportsman Club. Camo Cares. Head over to their website, check that out. Really fun event. If you guys are going to be in the area, stop out. There's a huge party going on. Lots of side raffles, fun games, all sorts of stuff like that. Check that out. Mm, what else do we got here? Our partners. Scree Gear. Absolutely awesome stuff, guys. Go over and check it out. Sign up for their VIP. Um, they send you text messages with deals. They're always running deals. If it's not, you know, just the weekend. They got a deal going on. If it's Father's Day, they got a deal going on. It's summer. They got deals going on. Check them out. VIP Archery. Amazing broadheads as always. Check them out. Head over to their website. Out on a limb, manufacturing. Mac Ayers. He's a good dude. Check him out. He's got some awesome stuff. Leader in freaking climbing sticks and platforms and tree stands. Everything you want to check out. Go look at that stuff. It's awesome. And yeah. I don't think I have anything else. I wanted to keep this one short, get you guys right into the episode. It's a really good one. We were really excited about it. Released outdoors. We have Christian and Lucas. Let's just get right into it. Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. I'm still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on it. But I'll have what do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. Just distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. I, I can have it. You, you No, no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first 
bullet underneath your job description. Pays attention to detail and deadlines. And deadlines. Dude, are you even listening to me right now? All right, we are back. We have a pretty interesting guest for you guys today. We're changing the pace a little bit here. We're going deer hunting a little bit. We have our boys Christian and Lucas from Released Outdoors, Kansas boys. Guys, what's going on? How are you doing tonight? What's happening in Kansas? I know it's hot. It's hot. It's <laughs> hot. I know that. But we're golden. We're We're kicking things off with deer stuff already i mean turkey season was over for us weeks ago so food plots and deer prep work have already began and it's hot it sucks lucas was working in it all day today i know that and i feel for him yeah my boy lucas was on a roof today it was a little rough man when your shoes stick to the tar on the roof you know it's warm i'd rather be uh sweating bullets hanging tree stands and working on air conditioners on roofs yeah. Yeah, that sounds terrible. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel for him, too. <laughs> Holy smokes. Well, I like to hear about the summer prep and, and some of the food plots and stuff you guys have going on. That's that's awesome. But we're And we're going to get into that for sure because that's something that we're dipping our toes in a little bit this year myself as well. So I, I want to pick your brains on that a little bit. But first things first, I mean, if someone's listening, they're like, who the heck is released outdoors Christian, if you don't mind starting for us, give a little background of who you are and then a little background of Released Outdoors, if you don't mind. Yes, sir. All right. As you said, my name is Christian Miller, co-founder and co-owner of Released Outdoors. Jeremiah Crawford, uh, fortunately, he can't be here right now. He is the other co-founder and co-owner. Uh, he is Jeremiah's from Montana. He's a Montana boy. I met Jeremiah uh, actually at our local ethanol plant here he worked there two years prior and i got hired on and we both share a pretty pretty ridiculous love for the outdoors and killing anything that we can kill and uh he sat there and showed me you know stuff from montana and i showed him kills from kansas and we developed a friendship and a really good friendship to where we were like you know what let's start something you know Everyone's got some kind of outdoor media. Everyone's filming stuff. Everyone's taking pictures. Why not us? Why can't, why don't we start something on our own? So we pondered and pondered for probably three weeks on just a simple name. And almost everything good was taken, it seemed like. And I sat there and laid in bed one night just thinking of anything and everything that reminded me of the outdoors that nobody has. And then it dawned on me. Well, how about some kind of archery release? You know, and then it fits. Oh, release. What releases me in my everyday life being outside released outdoors. Perfect. And I told him I got back to work, told him he drew up a logo and then we looked at it and it stuck and it hit hard. And we were like, this is it. You know, when you know, you know. And uh, <clears throat> from there, it just it took off. We're like, let's start an Instagram right now. Let's start a Facebook. He's like, I got guys that want to be teammates. How about you? And I said, I got a couple of dudes that are wanting to join in there. They're all about it too. And that's how we got, I met Lucas through Jeremiah. Jeremiah and Lucas were good friends uh, before I even knew Jeremiah. And uh, 
he had friends, well, practically a brother, Branson from Montana. That was all about it. And that kid, Branson is a killer. That kid kills. And he is good at what he does. That kid ran me up a mountain in spring bear season, and I thought I was going to die. And he thought I was going to die. But <laughs> we got up there and almost killed a bear, too. But sadly, we came home empty-handed and just elk sheds and great memories and laughs. But Released Outdoors is we've got our foot kind of in everything and plan to stay that way for a long time. If we can kill turkeys, ducks, anything waterfowl, deer, Jeremiah's going on an Audad hunt in July in Texas. No way. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, he's pumped. That's his dream hunt, and it's coming together for him. We all couldn't be more excited for him. That's going to be great. I hope he kills. I, I just have a feeling he's going to kill because I think this is, like I was telling you guys before this, I think this is really our year. I mean, we've had great years. Don't get me yeah. wrong. We're, we're killing it. But I just have a feeling that this is going to be the year where people are going, those are those guys from the least outdoors. That's them. I, I recognize his face now. So it's been great. And that's kind of the background on a release right now. We're thinking about starting an apparel line, you know, doing that, starting our own YouTube, getting on kind of any media stream we can, even if it's carbon TV and YouTube, we're probably going to do it. If carbon TV hits us up, but we're definitely going to start with YouTube because I feel YouTube's where it's at. I mean, yeah, a lot sure. of big names on YouTube. I watch on YouTube like crazy right now. It seems like I watch more YouTube than I watch television it's crazy yeah man yeah i'm definitely with you you should uh definitely look into waypoint tv yes i've heard of waypoint i've heard a lot of guys talk about that here lately go check out waypoint we're actually on waypoint we're on the podcast section of waypoint and they do a lot of media i mean across the board podcast series you know mini series videos yeah. movies all kinds of stuff it, it seems awesome. like they're taking over carbon yeah even i mean it seems like a lot of guys that were on carbon are kind of moving to waypoint waypoints uh becoming the new carbon yeah. tv so something to awesome. think about i was gonna say it and austin took it so i mean that's something we've recently joined and so far so good for us i mean they're they're real good people too to work with so i'll but, have to look it up yeah right. But you got to be on YouTube, man, as well. I mean, I know I when I go on, I do a lot of my watching and stuff. It's just browsing through YouTube, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But that's awesome. But, uh, yeah, and um, I didn't really touch on myself, but yeah. a little background history on me. I'm 28 years old, and I'm from a town no one has ever heard of, Central Kansas. I mean, it's three, 400 people. It's a town where everyone knows everyone, and if you kill a deer, everyone knows you killed a deer. It's pretty crazy, but I've been bow hunting and deer hunting since I was 11 years old. Killed my first deer with a bow at 11 years old uh, with my grandpa actually in a tree standing about 50 yards from me. Uh, background on that, my dad has bow hunted for since I can remember, and then my grandfather traditional archery hunted for years and a recurve hunter so anything that had a heart and was breathing he killed it i mean he didn't care about size yeah he was I'll, a killer <laughs> i like that and uh my dad's kind of the same way uh he's he's killed a lot of great deer but uh two years ago he killed uh, his biggest deer ever 187 and it was just an absolute slob of a deer that's a stop, we knew dude. it was big yeah we, we knew it was big because he had a picture of it a few times, and then the night before, he sat at a different spot, and uh, that deer showed up, and I told him, so you got to be in, in that stand. He's on a straight line. 
and he killed it that night and called me and told me it, I shot him and I'm like you just killed your biggest deer ever I'm like did you see him go down he's like yeah he's dead in the wheat field I'm like wow man oh, can't ask for a better we, situation yeah it was it was one of the moments where it was pretty emotional for all of us uh my dad's kind of got a, a rare disease called uh I can't think of it right now, of course, but it, it attacks his joints and, and muscles and hair loss and all that. So it makes it difficult for him to hunt. So for him to kill that deer in cold weather, which he struggles in was absolutely incredible. So, uh, I took it upon myself and actually emailed North American whitetail to see if they'd even bite on my bite on it there, you know, write an article for it. And they emailed me back and said, yeah, I, we want an article now. That's awesome. So I wrote an article, and it was actually published in the September issue of North American Whitetail. So that was a pretty big moment for my father and I. <laughs> Dude, I mean, how much more can you ask for at that point? Like, your dad shoots his biggest buck to date. He's got all the odds against him. And then, you know, I mean, I think it would be awesome if anybody got an article on North American Whitetail, let alone your think? dad and his biggest buck. Or be like, that's freaking awesome, man. Absolutely. Yeah, I have it. I went to Walmart once. It, it got published. It come out in September, and I didn't realize the magazine was out yet. And I had a buddy from Iowa uh, message me, and he's like, "Check this out." And I'm like, it, "Where'd you get that?" And he's like, "Oh, I, I get them sent to me in the mail." He's like, "You don't have one yet?" I'm like, "No, I went to the local Walmart and I bought out the entire section. I bought like 25 magazines." That's awesome, <laughs> oh, man. That is so. Cool. I was handing them out to guys that work. I'm like, "Hey, check this out. I, Jeremiah's got one. I gave my dad two. I got two. I actually have one." uh displayed here in the basement here and everything i mean it's a it's a pretty it was a pretty big deal i was i mean it was pretty emotional but it was it was incredible at the same time that's Heck awesome yeah, man that is awesome all right so but that's 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 ahead. you that's that's all you and that that is awesome i, I want to dive deep into that but we got to figure out who lucas is too because we also have lucas on the line another kansas boy Lucas, what's going on, man? Let's give it a little background of uh, what you got going on. What's going on, guys? Uh, 27. I'm 27 years old. Uh, East Central Kansas. I'm about an hour away, hour and 15 minutes away from Jeremiah and Christian. You know, another small town. Everybody knows everything, you know. And it, it's, it's funny now that I sit here and think about it, being in Released Outdoors and being part of something like this, because I – I didn't grow up hunting. My dad didn't hunt. My mom didn't hunt. You know, like as Christian was saying, he, he's a he's a generational hunter. You know, I'm I'm kind of first generation hunter for my family. I had cousins that hunted and friends that hunted, and was very fortunate to have a good buddy of mine mentor me and move me along the right way. And you know, I didn't. I shot my. My first kill was in eighth grade on a Jake turkey that I thought was the biggest turkey in the world, you know. <laughs> and I didn't shoot my first. I didn't shoot my first deer until I was seventeen, you know. I so I'm kind of a late bloomer to hunting, but man, ever, ever since that first deer, I've been absolutely hooked. You can ask Christian. I get kind of stupid during deer season. Uh, it, uh, it it's definitely a passion, man. It. I wouldn't want to do anything else, let's put it that way. Totally, man. I love that passion too, man. It, it always seems like those late bloomers or those first-generation hunters, they almost have like a, more of a passion or drive even than guys that have been doing it forever and ever and ever. And it's, 
I see it a lot with some of our buddies. Like, you know, sometimes I know I've been doing it my entire life. Austin, same thing, right? But some of these guys, it's like they, man, they are freaking hungry for it. They when, are, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, they haven't, you know, had a lot of their first kills yet. So, you know, I have some adult onset buddy hunters that they are just head over heels all about it. So that's that's exciting, and you know, someday you'll pass that along to whoever. You know, a buddy, a kid, what you know, whatever it might be, and it, then you'll realize like where you're at now and how important it is, and how much that drive really means to you. And then you know, I can really respect that as a a later on first generation hunter. That's really really cool, man. Oh, for sure. And I mean, it it, it it's opened up so many doors for me to meet people and you know bounce ideas, share stories, and the camaraderie in hunting. 90% of the time, you know, someone will be like, hey, try this or try that, you know, you know, you have 10% of people that are like, oh, you know, there aren't like that. And, you know, it, it's opened up doors. I've actually guided in the um, Kansas Governor's one shot turkey hunt. I've guided waterfowl hunts, I've guided predator hunts. I mean, I'm, I'm head over heels for anything hunting, man. I mean, if it's got fur or hooves and legal to shoot, I'm after it. Matter <laughs> yeah, of fact, I, I just uh, a couple weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, went on my first ever hog hunt um, in Oklahoma with some buddies, and we ended up shooting 22 pigs, man, and it was just a riot. It was a blast. That's what I'm talking about. It's a pretty good trip. That's a, uh, I mean, how many coolers did you take with you, man? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we took way more coolers than we needed you know we, we kept some that were under 150 pounds and we you know shot some small ones that we could smoke whole but you know as the last day we were there i mean we were covered in pigs and it was hot and we got kind of greedy and you know we just kept shooting pigs and we didn't field dress any of them pigs and, you know pork goes bad pretty quick so we didn't want to we didn't want to risk it i mean even our guide was like, you guys want to butcher these things? We just drag them in the weeds and leave them for the coyotes. Like, he couldn't believe we wanted to take some home. Really? That's awesome. I'm all about that. I got to be honest, that whole smoked pig sounds yeah. phenomenal That's right now. That's what I'm thinking, man. <laughs> yeah. Put that thing on a spit. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really cool. Really cool. Now, I'm, I'm kind of... Uh, kind of amazed though i haven't heard either of you talk about upland bird at all and the people that i know from kansas with the exception of one or two they are hugely into upland bird hunting you know pheasants and, and they love that like that's all they do i, I don't know if that's just because of where you're at in kansas or what but you guys ever get into that before uh go ahead lucas i think um, this is more your topic man i'm not I'm actually a board member on the, you know, the local county Quail Forever chapter. I'm a, I'm a sitting board member on that chapter where we do, um, we uh, improve habitat for quail. Um, we bring youth and dis disability in to hunt quail. We have a, we have our own tract of land that's managed for deer and quail and it's for youth and disability of our county only so we do a lot for the upland bird quail population up here i mean we've got some pheasants around here but out there where christian's at they've got way more pheasants than we do we're 
we're kind of on the edge of uh, the Flint Hills and the pheasant numbers over here aren't like they are, they are where Christians are at. But as far as quail, yeah, we get after some quail, man. And we do a lot of youth and disability hunts for quail and stuff like that. So, yeah, if you want to hunt quail, we got a bunch. But pheasants, you got to go talk to Christian. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I can dig that. I'm down for that. Yeah, I'm a big, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of pheasant hunting. I haven't pheasant hunted in a couple of years, but uh, most of my family are from the Dakotas, and when we go out there, we tear them up. But ooh, ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's where I want to go. Oh, it's so much fun <clears throat> out there. A lot of birds up there. Yeah. I don't pheasant hunt much, but that's where I want to go and pheasant hunt. I just, I've killed them and I've hunted them, but normally when it's cold and pheasant hunt's good, I'm probably on a river somewhere trying to shoot ducks, still trying to deer hunt. Yeah, I just ain't never really yeah. got into them. I'm with you on that too. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it kind of falls in are, our same you season. Want, you want a hard, if you want a hard up on bird to hunt, where I'm at, we're right on the edge of uh, prairie chicken territory. We've, we've got a good number of prairie chickens over here, and you think a quail or a teal's hard to hit? Those prairie chickens are twice as fast as a teal. That is, that sounds awesome. Honestly, <laughs> that really sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I don't want to make a hard right turn here, but I want to get into some of the summer scouting and uh, some of the summer prep and stuff you do. But before we do that, I want to I want to hear a little bit about your last year's season. How did it go for you guys? Now, this can go one of two ways because I've gone on a couple of streaks <laughs> in the past where I've asked this question and it's been like the worst season someone has ever had. So I'm hoping it's not the case right now. We'll kind of do the... Uh tough season good season ending lucas had a good season i kind of had a tougher season so i can start this one off and lucas can end it good for himself <laughs> i like that uh i actually <laughs> jeremiah and i actually picked up a 300 acre lease here oh last year actually and uh him and i manage it and then branson and two of the guys from montana they hunt it as well and they lease it <clears throat> uh we got into it late last year, this lease, uh, I want to say August, August or so, and could not, I mean, scouting was minimal. Like we had to hunt outside in, trying to figure the place out and go from there and uh, <clears throat> put up cameras in the early season, had a lot of younger deer on camera, a lot of young deer that like two and three year olds that I'm like, these are going to be 180 inch deer at four and five years old. There's, I'm just, the genetics were insane. And then one deer showed up finally, uh, I believe like into August, somewhere in there. He was just shedding his velvet one night. He showed up on one of our cell cams and uh, we couldn't figure out if he was four or if he was five. I actually have a set of sheds sitting right here. And then another shed that I'd found uh, from the previous year, I found it hanging cameras in December this year. Ooh. And uh, I had seen him on the hooves five or six times, I'd say. And he was just where I wasn't every time. I would hunt one end of the property and he'd be at the other end. I mean, we played cat and mouse, cat and mouse. And finally he disappeared. And I knew, I'm like, well, he's probably locked down with a doe somewhere. And one day he just popped up out of nowhere with a doe like 120 yards from me. And immediately I knew it was him. Super dark chocolate rack, kickers everywhere big brows mm. i mean mm. he's he's a 160 inch deer and as soon as i seen him i thought 
if he comes this way, it's going to be real hard for me not to shoot this deer. Yeah. But not knowing his age, we're, we're pretty confident after all the pictures that he was four and a half. We're like, this deer's got to be four. And then when I found his uh, three-year-old shed in December, we knew right away, this is his three-year-old side. He was definitely four and a half. Thank God no one killed him because he's going to be five and a half this year. And we have him on camera right now already this year. Buddy. And we are, and the first picture we pull on the card was him, and I knew right away. I looked at Jeremiah. Jeremiah's working the food plot. I waved him over. I said, "He's here. He's already in here." And I mean, he's 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 gonna be big. I mean, he's impressive. <laughs> Break him down for me a little bit. What's he looking like already? You got some pop cans coming out, or what? What do we got? We got two little forks right there. What are we what are we, what are we talking about? Giant bases. He already has his full ten frame. Grown. He's already got his twos, threes, and fours grown. Damn. He's got probably nine-inch brows, and he's probably got a four or five-inch inline coming off down by his base, and then he's working on another one on the other side. <laughs> that is unreal, dude. <laughs> he is. He's not wide, but we knew he wasn't going to be wide because he wasn't a wide deer, but he has put on the mass and put on the trash like we knew he would, and it's – it's going to be one heck of a year, like I was telling you guys. But it was kind of weird because I was focused on that deer, mainly trying to figure out what he was. And then our gun season opens, what is it, the first week, first Wednesday of December, Lucas, correct? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Wednesday. The first, <laughs> first Wednesday of December, they have a two-week high-power season. And uh, – about the sixth day in, we had a good snowstorm, and I woke up to go to work, and my camera had went off, and out of nowhere, like a 165, 170-inch nine-point showed up. Just a, he, he has like 11, 12-inch brows. I have one of the sheds sitting up here, actually, I picked up this year. Uh, I'll have to show you guys after a bit. Just an absolute freak, and everything changed from there forward. I had three weeks in December to try figuring out how to kill this deer because I didn't want to kill the four-and-a-half-year-old deer. So I did everything in my power just to try seeing the deer, and I never laid eyes on him because he would show up 30 minutes after I left the stand or he'd be – it was another cat-and-mouse game. And I'm still trying to figure – I was still trying to figure out that property. And the bad thing about that place is there's no food on it. When we got when we went in on the lease, we knew there was no food on it needed to be food. So that's why coming in on the food plots here in a minute, we are putting in food plots in this place. But push come the shove, I didn't kill him. I didn't kill the sticker deer. Uh, my season last year was pretty much all about learning, and I was doing a lot of self filming, so I self filmed a lot. So it wasn't a a terrible year for me. It was a year of a lot of learning and soaking a lot of stuff in and figuring all these deer out. And I think that's really going to come into play for me this upcoming season. So I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm excited about this year. Uh, it's going to be a little different for me. Uh, my wife is actually due with our first child in August. Oh, so, buddy. Hey, August, yeah. that wasn't bad. You did okay. You did. Yes, all right. I got, well, I was like, man, we're, we're pushing it here. And, and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful. She's a, she's a, big deer hunter she killed a great deer last year that was another thing for me even though i didn't kill deer she killed her best deer last year all by herself and she killed the old, she killed the old one eye 
Yeah, she killed a, an old warrior deer on a little 15-acre track of old farmstead here. I got permission on it just to see what was in there, and there are a lot. I had at one point during that summer, I had 27 different bucks on this piece of property and it was only 16 acres and it was a falling down barn. Oh man, that is, that's yeah. awesome, man. Well, first of all, he didn't even see her coming. So, you know, <laughs> 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 <Old one eye. laughs> exactly. It was, this deer showed up late and she had her eyes set on another deer and, uh, then this deer showed up and she's like, like what, what do you think of that deer? I'm like, that deer, that's a really good deer. It's a, it was a 143 inch eight point and he had, he was a bully buck. Every deer he that yeah. came in there, he ran out. Yeah. Yeah. That and, deer has to die. Honestly. I mean, that if yes. you want the big, big bucks that might not be as, you know, aggressive to come in there, he's got to go. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And she passed on so many deer i couldn't believe the deer she's passing on she's killed that's her second buck the first buck she killed was like 110 inch a little eight point nothing nothing crazy and she passed she was passing on 130 inch deer left and right like i'm like you can shoot him if you want i'm not it's 15 acres and you're hunting by yourself kill him if you want she's like nope i'm set on him so she it was like late december and she's like, I'm going to go hunt tonight. I said, yes, there's a cold front coming in. Wind's perfect. You need to set. That deer's been coming in quite a bit. She gets hung up at work, has to go run errands, doesn't get to the blind, and there he is standing at like 20 yards in front of the camera. I'm like, so she's immediately mad, and I tell her, you need to be out there the next night. I said, I can't go with you. I'm going to go try killing that big nine point. So I'm up there at our lease hunting. She's hunting by herself. Might I add three nights prior to that she was puking out the window of the ground blind because she is pregnant (laughs) (laughs) and we i had no idea what was going on she knew but she wasn't telling me i'm like you just get out of the blind you know you're you've done probably wrecked that hunt and uh then she told me two nights later she announced to me that we were having our first child and then she ends up texting me that night and says there's a giant seven point that kept coming in and I told her, I said, shoot that deer if he comes in. This deer was just giant frame seven point. And he stood at the pond, never come in. I never heard back from her. And then 30 minutes later, she texted me and said, I got an arrow off. I'm like, what do you mean? She said, I got an arrow off. I, I got an arrow in the deer. I'm like, well, what deer did you shoot? She said, the one I'd ate. I'm like, where'd that deer come from? <laughs> She's like, he just showed up out of nowhere. She said, I shot him. I said, how good is your shot? She, and she's immediately like, I'm pretty sure I, you know, I hammered him because the deer kept coming in facing her. And I told her, I said, you know, let's try this. Let's try a chest shot. I hear from a lot of different guys. They're lethal if you hit them in the right spot and she's shooting a crossbow. So I'm like, well, that bolt's going to get up in there and it should be good. And she shot this deer out of an old grain silo too, might I add. Oh, that's Wasn't cool. even a ground blind. I propped open the door on this grain silo and I set a chair way back up in there and I got her all set up and I said, they're going to come from here. And, and we outsmarted him and she got him. And we, uh, I got out of the stand early, got back to her, picked her up. We went back down, got my dad and my cousin and, uh, told them what was going on. And I told, that was when I told my dad, I said, Hey, uh, you know, what would be awesome is if we found this deer knowing you're going to be a grandfather. And my dad's like, you're telling me you guys are, are expecting him like yes and he's like let's go find this deer like he's pumped 
everyone's jacked. They're like, no way, congratulating us. I'm like, well, this is great. Let's go find a steer. And we walk 75 yards, and Dane hits the hits the flashlight on an embankment and says, is that him? And I'm like, that's him. We ran over there, and he piled up blood the entire way, and I couldn't be more proud. It was, it was a great deer. But that was kind of the cherry on top of my season. I mean, finding out I'm going to be a father, and we're having a boy, so that – that's awesome too. I mean, if it was a girl, I'd still be happy. But come on. <laughs> yeah, <Well>, boy. <laughs> dude, that is that, and, that's, uh, that's a pretty good season right I'll, there. I'll man. tell you what. First off, congratulations to both of you. Definitely congratulations. Congratulations to her on a great deer. And then if that's the bad season, I can't wait to hear Lucas's season. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Holy yeah. fuck. I got yeah, a couple Lucas, takeaways from Lucas, that though. Okay. From, from your season, I got a couple of takeaways. You know, the fact that you picked up a new lease and you guys got it that late, and you kind of you kind of got it pretty figured out. I mean, it, it seems like you learned from a lot of mistakes. You know, you, you picked up another property, your wife got a kill. But this year, you know, I'm, I'm feeling like you're going to have a really good year. But the one piece of advice I can give you from this whole thing, I've had kids right before deer season. It sucks. <laughs> It, it it throws a whole wrench in the plan, but I wouldn't change it for the world. I love it. It's absolutely the best thing in the world. But absolutely, do as much possible homework as you can possibly do, so that when you go in, it's the right hunt. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. There's going to be so many times that you think you're going to get out, and then the last second you're not going to be able to. So it is so absolutely freaking important that you plan those hunts exactly right. Do your homework. Do your research. And I think, man, this year. You got all those bucks there last year. You're putting in food this year. I got good feelings, man. Heck yeah. Yeah, it's 2022 for me. Uh, it's been insane so far. Uh, we didn't know we was having a boy until uh, two months ago, I believe. So January started off. We got to go to ATA. Uh, that's always been a dream of mine going to ATA. I'm just a diehard archery guy. So we got to go there to do that. And then I had probably the best shed season of my life. And then I killed my biggest turkey so far. And it's in got shipped to Indiana and is getting actually mounted out there full body. And now I have, we have a couple just absolute slobs on camera already. So it it's, it's like I told Jeremiah and I said, dude, my year's leading up to being one of the best years of my life. You know? That is and absolutely awesome. So it, it's, yeah, it's like I said, I think this is I hate to be I'm I'm a negative guy to be honest with you. Like if something bad's happening, I'm just so pissed. You seem pretty positive. Never though. positive, it seems like. Huh? You seem pretty positive. Yeah, yeah. This year it's complete opposite. I don't know, it's weird. Like I'm like, let's go. I'm ready to start rolling <laughs> with things, ready to have this baby, ready to deer season to start, ready for Lucas, Jeremiah to hammer some deer. I don't know. It's I just you just get that feeling. I don't know. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. All right, Lucas, you're up, dude. Let's hear about this. We we just heard about the shittiest season on the on the planet. <laughs> let's let's hear about this awesome season, man. So, uh, 2021. You know, we uh, I picked up a new new piece of ground, 164 acres. I've actually been taking care of it for my land. For it's actually my can get in there and do stuff. So I've been managing it for, I don't know, three years and turkey hunting. And he finally decided to let me deer hunt it and uh, had some some really cool deer in there. There's a there's a buck in there we call high and tight. that just goes straight up. He's a nine point. He's 
he's got to be. What do you say, Christian? Seven this year. Ooh. Uh, uh yeah. Uh, he's just a easily old gnarly deer. Massive body, just a tiny little goofy rack, and you know we've been trying to kill him. And he's smart, so he stayed around for a little bit, then disappeared. And then a new buck showed up, and Jeremiah and I actually hunt a mile away from each other. We're hunting the same deer, and I had you know three encounters with him in early season. He's just 80 yards out. I wasn't comfortable flinging an arrow 80 yards and. He disappeared and went to Jeremiah's farm for the rest of the season. And uh, so I, I kind of gave up on that property. We had a couple real nice four-year-olds that'll be studs this year. There's a buck in there we call splits. He's got a split G2 on his one side. He'll be big this year. So I went and focused on the other farm that I've got, you know, and, and this is our third year hunting that place. So we kind of finally got it figured out. And I, Jeremiah and I hunt that place together and, uh, you know, we, we took rutcation on the, the second week of November, and, man, we couldn't have timed it more perfect. The, that one morning we sat, and we sat like 100 yards apart. He sat in one patch of timber, and I sat in a, I don't know, funnel point between a patch of timber <coughs> to the other patch of tenor, timber, and we counted 25 different bucks that morning between us. Unreal. That that place is phenomenal man the amount of deer that cruise that place and it, you never know what's going to happen out there because kind of a layout of the land it's vast rolling hills of grassland and then you've got my place there's a creek that runs through and i've got a giant patch of timber you know it's it holds deer year round and we uh Jeremiah had an unfortunate event. He shot a deer, and we, we, we looked and looked and looked, and that deer ended up living. And that was the end of his rotation. And I grind. Man, November was a grind. Every time I sat, you know, I'd see him too far away, kind of like Christian's deal. And then, you know, the buck I shot last year, it was kind of a management buck, but it was a crazy story how it unfolded. You know, we had passed this deer four or five times already in November. And uh, I'm walking into the tree stand, pitch dark out, and I get, oh, I don't know, I was about 50 yards from my tree stand. There's a bedding area, the wind was perfect. And I'm walking through this tall CRP, and all of a sudden I stop and I listen, and I hear a snort grunt wheeze. A grunt snort wheeze, I'm sorry. And uh, I'm like, what the hell? So I keep walking, and this deer that is snort wheezing me is getting closer. He's just snort wheezing me while I'm walking in through the dark, you know? And I'm like, holy crap, I better get to the tree here. I'm going to get my butt kicked, you know? So I climb in the tree, and he's working circles around me, you know, snort wheezing, looking for me. And uh, comes daylight, he's thrashing a rub. And literally comes and stands at 20 yards for 15 minutes, just snort wheezing, spinning circles, looking around for whatever that was. And I, I finally couldn't take it anymore. He was the management buck that needed to go. And I, I hammered him, and he ran, I don't know, 80, 90 yards and piled up in an old pond bed. But that was on Thanksgiving morning. And I, I couldn't I – could, I made a good shot. I couldn't find blood to save my life. You know, and, and this place, there's no cell phone service, so I had to go all the way up to the top of one of those giant hills and call Jeremiah 
make him drive 45 minutes to where I'm at to come help me. And he's there 10 minutes, climbs the hill, looks down in the pond. He's like, dude, your gear's right there. <laughs> it was it was a crazy year, you know. And uh, we got, Christian and I actually had the privilege of putting Jeremiah on his first turkey ever last year. And that was a, that was a real fun deal. You know, Christian wasn't feeling so hot, so he was in the trees <laughs> behind us when the bird was working. <laughs> that's a that's a pretty good story i mean <laughs> oh we're gonna want to hear it you know we yeah do. i mean you said the word at least three times you guys have talked about turkeys now and i cannot hold back any longer can you give me can you give me some turkey content this kid please? is a junkie right here for turkeys please oh. i need something lucas and i love i mean all of our guys love turkey hunting but lucas and i just we go freaking a wall over turkeys here. Yeah, I don't, you guys will get along. Really even though well. Lucas ain't killed, <laughs> Lucas ain't killed uh, birds the last what two years, but he's been playing smart. He's trying to. Turkey numbers are really low in Kansas. Yep. I mean, terribly low right now. I'm sure you've seen it everywhere. It's like that here too. It's, it's what we've been uh, hearing. Terrible this year. Yeah. It's it's. I mean, it's scary. It's it's sad, you know. So Lucas ain't killed, but Lucas is more than capable of killing birds. That's he's just playing it smart, and I completely agree with him on it. But uh, we'll jump into uh, Jeremiah's first. I've been birthday. killing predators and leaving the turkeys alone. That a boy? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. We'll uh, we'll talk a little about Jeremiah's first bird here, and and that that real fun story. So uh, they have take it away, Christian. Ten four. So we're there at uh, it's. 45 minutes to an hour so uh jeremiah and i drove down one evening uh on a friday i believe and met up with lucas and uh roosted birds that evening and uh had birds roosted and this is all for jeremiah lucas and i weren't going to kill unless we could triple or double or whatever we want really wanted jeremiah to kill because he's never killed a, a turkey a day in his life and uh so that was our main goal for that season uh, last year. And uh, that evening after we got done roosting birds, we went to a local bar there in town. Uh, what's it called, Lucas? <laughs> the Coneberg. The Coneberg. And uh, they're like, man, the food here is great. The beer's cold. I'm like, all right, perfect. So I order, uh, I think, chicken strips or something and have me a Coors Light and uh, – we get a game plan back, go back, uh, go to bed. About 4 a.m. before my alarm goes off, I have, like, the cold sweats. Yeah. Like, oh, I boy. do not feel good. Gas station sushi like, will do like, that to you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I tell Jeremiah, Lucas pulls in at 5, and we're sitting there at the truck, and I'm leaning over the truck. I'm like, I do not feel good. I'm like, this is not good. I'm sweating, and it's, like, 45 degrees out. I'm sweating. I'm like... Like you gonna go? I'm like, yeah. I'm pushing through. I'm like, we're gonna kill. We're I'm not missing this. We're gonna kill. So uh, get headed there, and I'm just kind of sitting there in the fetal position in the front seat of the truck, just looking at the road, like not saying a word. Like I'm like, okay, we're almost there. Just keep hammered down. And we make the corner to come into the property, and I tell him drive past the entrance. He's like, what? I said. Go down the road past the entrance because the birds were roosted like 100 yards off the road. I'm like, just drive. I said, I'll tell you to stop. You stop. He's like, all right. So they stop. I jump out and start hurling. <laughs> just, I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's get it out. You know, 
we got plenty of time. Let's get it out. And I hear Lucas in the truck. Jeremiah, turn up the radio or I'm going to start puking. So <laughs> I hear the music go up in the truck. I start laughing. I get back in the truck and I'm, I'm a, it's a new life. I'm like, all right, let's go kill. Let's go. Get out. Go get set up. I'm feeling good. Birds do not work to us. They had too many hens. And I don't, I don't, I think the setup was fine, but I just think that we were out hen. So they pushed the hens back in the trees. Well, it was, it was, go ahead. It was a real overcast day. We stayed in the timber. They did not push out into the field we were in. They just hung out in the timber. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So they, uh, out in the timber and then we were kind of sitting there waiting for, uh, the, uh, sun to break. And, uh, why well, asked Lucas said, where do these birds normally go? You know, midday. He's like, oh, they'll work behind us. So, uh, we went around, cut them off, just grabbed the shotgun and got set up and uh lucas and i are like let's just sit here and call and see if one of these birds will break off you know midday bird we sat there and called and they're gobbling they're working our way and then all of a sudden my stomach turned again and i'm like oh my god we're our, we're set up birds are like 100 yards away strutting i slip down go over handle my business come back up with the birds still gobbling set up and then one bird breaks and we can hear him and i tell jeremiah and so is lucas like get ready here he comes he's like it's a it's a big tom like you can just tell and uh he works around and all of a sudden i lay eyes on him lucas calls a little bit i call a little bit here he comes working in and jeremiah just freaking dumps him (laughs) nice jeremiah is a man of When you love meat, you find a way to take it with you everywhere you go, especially when it comes to getting outdoors. That's why Smithfield has so many high-quality, delicious meats that are perfect for any outdoor adventure. Whether the park you're headed to is a national park or just the one down the street, like Smithfield marinated roasted garlic and cracked black pepper fresh pork tenderloin, expertly seasoned for on-the-go flavor, or prime fresh smoked ham that'll have you building on-the-go sandwiches packed with flavor. Smithfield Extra Meaty Back Ribs bring hand-selected perfection to the backyard. And Smithfield Anytime Favorites will help you take the ham you savor to the places you love. From diced ham that'll turn any picnic into an outdoor feast, to hickory smoked boneless ham steaks that are the perfect cap to any hike. The great outdoors just got greater with Smithfield. For the love of meat. Bullshit. Lucas will tell you the same thing, and Lucas is no longer me. That guy shows no emotion, like... He may be having the best day of his life, and you'll never know. That's just how he is. And for him to jump up and go run after his bird after he just completely folds him, and he's just got this biggest smile on his face. Lucas and I are like, yes, this is what we wanted. This is what it takes for you to get pumped up is to kill stuff. Absolutely. Let's go. All on film, everything. It was great. It was a freaking great bird, too. It was a stud. Oh, man. But it was it was yeah. a wild morning. Yeah, Christian left out in detail. Christian's so we're, we're our backs are to some cedar trees, and there's a draw behind us. Christian's down there handling his business, and I'm still calling <laughs> to these birds. And that tom breaks off, and he's like 50 yards closer than he was. I'm like Christian, I'm yelling at Christian, dude, you gotta hurry up. This bird is coming. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> I'm like in this dra- in this drainage ditch tucked down underneath the tree doing my stuff and i can hear him i'm like you need to come back i'm like that bird is way closer than what i thought and then i just run back up crawl up this embankment and watch jeremiah fold the bird i'm like oh my god like what a story to be told 
That is awesome, man. Holy smokes. That sounds like our West Virginia trip this year. Oh, buddy. Yeah. West Virginia. There was um, another moment in Pennsylvania this year with me and Sabelli that turned out pretty rough. That story's, yeah. It seems like whenever <laughs> whenever you got something going on and it's chaotic and everything is just hectic and it all comes together, it is that much better. And it that's something that can yeah. only typically happy happen in turkey season too you know like you don't get away with that stuff in deer season but turkey season some of them hunts just they're going to be so much more memorable because of all the crazy shit you went through to get it done i I love it dude i love it absolutely and and like this year uh jeremiah killed a great bird with lucas this year and i killed another bird with jeremiah filming i mean it 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 was another one of them weird years but lucas if you want to get in on jeremiah's bird this year go ahead because i wasn't there for it so i can't give you the full details so we went and uh hit up a couple of my primos spots that usually hold birds actually the same place jeremiah shot his first bird you know it was real dark no moon and we snuck in within 50 yards of that roost birds flew down and didn't you know they looked at our decoys and didn't give us the time of day and i'm on a a 3,000 acre lease down here just I shoot coyotes I don't deer hunt it there's too many people that deer hunt it but uh so we went and checked all that stuff you know one birds working and you know we were getting discouraged well there was this one little tiny I don't know it was a half section but the crop field on it is maybe 10 acres the rest is all trees and grass and there was a three toms in this one field two days in a row and I couldn't take it anymore so I went and got permission from the landowner and we went right back in there you know we snuck through the timber got into the creek found the birds we had to make a 150 yard crawl army crawl through a cow pasture overgrown cow pasture Jeremiah I think shot that bird at I was like 50 60 yards it was a long shot you know, I couldn't see Jeremiah when he shot. I couldn't even see the dang birds when he shot because we split up and went different ways. But that ended up being a hell of a bird. You know, that one spur on his right side was like an inch and inch and a quarter, inch and a half, and then he brushed his other one off. But, you know, just I've never army crawled through a field after turkeys because their eyesight's so good. And I, I couldn't believe we pulled it off, to be honest. Because they weren't responding to calls. They weren't responding to nothing. Just straight reaped him. That's awesome. That is awesome. I, lo- I love it, man. I love without, it. Without a tail fan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, good on you, boys. Good uh, good turkey season. That's, that's See, great. I haven't, I haven't been hunting turkeys the last two years, man. I've been hammering coyotes. We shot uh, 58 coyotes last year, and probably uh, I, I quit counting games. So, damn, good for you. Yeah, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good year right there. We're lucky if we get a couple of them around here, honestly. And we got we have a pretty significant coyote problem, even bigger coon problem around here. But that is a that's a solid year for coyote hunting for sure. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, coons are getting bad. They're out of control, man. There is a lot yeah. of coyotes out here. Yeah, yeah. You that, guys got them big eastern birds, don't you? Yeah, we got we got some. Well, yeah. when they're around, I guess you could say we got some big ones. This year's been pretty rough. I mean, Chuck obviously he shot a pretty good bird this year, but that's not even around us. That's up around his camp and stuff like yeah. that. But 
I mean, we, we the numbers are also not doing. I mean, we we have good numbers, and especially in pockets of Pennsylvania, there are good numbers of birds. Don't get me wrong; there's plenty of turkey here, but when you know you're trying to get a bunch of them killed with a bunch of different people you start to realize you know yeah. like last year it was like every bird i knew of we we killed it and it was like uh this year i was kind of lost at like what, what where are we going to kill birds i mean we made some crazy shit happen this year and we got birds killed but man it was like now next year you know what's it going to look like what's it going to look like 10 years from now if it keeps getting bad you know yeah. but up you know up my camp and up north in the big woods we got pretty good turkey numbers up there people are already report, reporting seeing good numbers of poults so i mean that's always great to hear i did hear kansas was struggling pretty bad this year as well um, our buddy alex is telling us you know he has not been seeing birds where he usually sees birds on his property out there and uh it's been tough but man i'm glad to, to see that you guys are getting the predators out of the way you know um i would definitely look into as well some if you can you know some um management land management and look at what you can do simple things um to try to help those poults and stuff like that you know yeah absolutely so, but it's yeah. definitely a subject talked about in our area by there's a there's a lot of hunters in my area alone here and, and a lot of turkey hunters and they see the same thing i mean we all talk and it's right now the market for fur is is not good no you know, it's right. nothing yeah coons ain't worth anything so no one's trapping shooting coons like they should be you know yep. You're, you know five ten years ago i know guys that well, would shoot. Uh, go ahead but, go ahead christian uh they would just have truck beds of you know, coons for the season. That's all they'd choose, just coons, just because the prices were good and they're easy to kill. Now it's the complete opposite, you know. Yeah, I'm just as guilty as anybody else. I used to go coon hunting all the time, and I trapped since I was eight years old. I trapped for 10, 15 years, and now I I don't even really bother with it. And that's, I mean, I should be better at it. I should be trying to do it for the turkey population too. But, you know, it, it's kind of uh, it's yeah. kind of difficult when they're not worth anything, man. Yeah, and you almost have to teach yeah. them, treat oh. them like those those pigs in Oklahoma, where you just throw them in the bushes, you For know. Sure. And then now you're feeding the now you're feeding the coyotes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. slippery slope, coyotes and bobcats. You know, you're like, oh, what do I do here? Yeah, yeah, yep. absolutely. But I I had some things to take from that as well. Yeah, the turkey uh, numbers are. Good, Lucas. The turkey numbers are bad enough that. The state has actually changed the seasons up. Like where where I live, you used to be able to shoot two toms a year. Um, now you're only allowed one tom per season, and then they're they're talking about um, getting rid of the fall season. And that like over where Christian lives in that area, you can still shoot two toms, right, Christian? Uh, so there's a highway that divides where I'm at here, right through Central Kansas, Highway 56. If you're north of Highway 56, you can shoot a bird and then if you're south you can shoot a bird so i know guys that have property on both sides of the highway so they can benefit from both and shoot two yeah. toms which i just bought right, one right. tag the state i mean yeah the state's trying but it's 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 been real bad the last couple of years you know we've flooded during you know we haven't had any good hatches you know we flooded the last two springs and it just it's it's a bad hatch yeah. Yeah. I will How say. How long is your guys' season out there? 
Um, it's a month long. It's typically the entire month of May. We're a little so, later than most than most yeah, states yeah. are, but um, we're Steve, actually kind of similar to you guys. We do two here. birds if you buy the second tag, which is like a special regulations tag. And then it's kind of similar to like what you guys are doing too. Our game commission has drastically re- reduced our fall season. And actually in some of our um, WMUs, we've actually completely eradicated the fall season altogether. Well, well the fall shotgun season. The fall shotgun season, Because yes. there's a fall, which I wish oh. they'd get rid of this completely, but there is a fall archery season where you can shoot hen or toms. Yeah. And I hate that. I wish they would keep the season, but get rid of the hand yeah. thing, man. Bearded our, bird our, only. Yeah, yes. bearded birds only. Our numbers are not good enough to support killing hens at this point. It just makes zero sense that they allow that to continue, continue to happen. I, I'd like to see that go away. But, yeah, where we live, they got rid of our three-day shotgun season that they used to have around Thanksgiving every year. Um, and we just can't do it at all. We have to travel to do that. But – um, we, we got to get off the turkey talk cause I promised deer talk. So I'm sorry we went down that rabbit hole. That's my, <laughs> okay. we're good. We're that, good. that was actually no, pretty solid, but there, there's some things I took away from that. Number one, I don't think I've met anybody that has graduated a smaller class than me and you guys blow me out of the water. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then two, is it, you know, I heard you guys both talk about picking up new properties is it easier sometimes because you live in a small town? Everybody knows everybody. Is it easier sometimes to pick up property or does that actually make it more difficult to pick up property? Um, so where I'm at, like I said, everyone hunts. I mean, every, every in every town where I'm at, there's at least, well, let's just say out of low 50 bow hunters. So <clears throat> where I'm at in central Kansas, the river is very populated. Everyone hunts the river. And now it's getting to the point where creeks are populated, and that's where I do a lot of hunting is creeks and, you know, cattle pastures. Cattle pastures are overlooked. Um, Love me, cattle yes, pastures. It is, yeah, it is very difficult anymore to find, you know, property hunt. And there's a lot of outfitters in our area, and I'm not bashed on outfitters by any means, but there are, within my county alone, I had been told the other day at least 15 outfitters in, oh, in wow. one county. So that. Yeah, so they're fighting over ground, and then we're fighting with other bow hunters over ground, even gun hunters. I mean, it's it's difficult. Uh, the lease that we had picked up has been uh, kind of a blessing for Jeremiah and I. He's got a, another a couple other spots, and then he hunts with Lucas, and they've got good ground down there. But it's it's kind of difficult in my area, but not terrible. It's kind of who you know, really, you know, and how respected you are if you're respected you know you'll probably get permission but if you know you're not a good guy you're not gonna get permission that's that's everywhere yeah but lucas how about you it's it's good for lucas i believe uh i mean it it, i'm pretty lucky to know the people i know i mean like i said i've got family ground and i when i'm not see i work four days a week at my day job and then i help another guy farm on the days i'm not working unless it's harvest but, um, you know, just building a relationship with that farmer, I've got, I can hunt every piece of property that he owns. Um, you know, my boss has given me, you know, his quarter section to hunt. My cousin's given me ground to hunt. Around here, it's the same as Christian, you know. It, it depends on how well people know your name and what kind of respect or disrespect you have along with your name. People are more apt to you know, uh, 
give you permission. And I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some people out here that this county was kind of unknown, but there's been a lot of out-of-state leases show up in this county a lot lately. Like there's a guy from Texas that leases a full section, like three miles from town. It's getting to the point now where if you're not in good with the landowner, you're going to, you're going to have to pay for it. Not, you know, I'm very fortunate. I don't have to lease any of the ground that I hunt. Um, yet Jeremiah and I, and I think Christian, we're going to work on a piece right next to the stuff that I got out in the hills, but you know, it, it's just about who you know and how respectful you are. You know, if you knock and ask, if they catch you one time trespassing, even if it's trying to recover a deer, you, you'll never get in on that piece. No, that makes sense. That's kind of similar to here, but a little bit different. Like we don't have leases around here. I mean, I, there's, they're kind of few and far between. You might run into one once in a while, but I, I feel like a lot of our area, a lot of people hunt public. We have, we're pretty fortunate in Pennsylvania. We have ridiculous amounts of public. I mean, anywhere you go, if you look at Onyx, it glows basically from all the public that we have. But as far as like private land goes, you get a lot of yeses, but you get far more no's. And I feel like a lot of the no's, it's typically, you know, oh, my grandson hunts it or, you know, I the neighbor hunts it or something like that. But then even on top of that, if you get in some of the more um, like urban areas, a lot of anti-hunters and you get into that oh, and then yeah. they kind of talk to the neighbors. And if you find a piece, then that kind of piece goes away because the neighbors talk to him. It gets kind of interesting around here for sure. <laughs> I'm sure. But I uh, see we don't we don't have the public ground like you guys do. Kansas is like 99% private land. And, uh, you know, it, it, we don't have the public. And I tell you what, if you try to go on a public piece of ground around here during gun season, it's a pumpkin patch, man. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. We got the Orange Army and the Amish around here, so yeah. it gets a little wild during we, gun season. We just can't see them as well as you can because <laughs> oh, of the hills and stuff. But <laughs> Yeah, we got a lot of hills, yeah. too. Which brings up my next yeah, it's point. Pretty, it's pretty flat where I'm at. Yeah, I was I was gonna say I heard a word. I heard a couple words come out of Lucas's mouth that I thought was funny, and I don't know if anybody else caught that. But he said he didn't have good reception, so he had to go to the top of one of them big hills. And I got to thinking, a big hill in Kansas. What is that like a fifty foot elevation? What do you mean, big hill? Can you explain that to me a little better? Oh uh, no, you can ask Christian. He's been out there. The, the foothills of Kansas are some there's some giant hills out there it's just rolling hills of grassland and i mean what do you think the elevation difference is from the creek to the top of that hill in the back of my property oh uh, i don't know probably two three hundred okay. maybe that's respectable i can i can respect that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it there where he's at there is some some deep valleys and big ravines out there and i think that's why that place out there is like I was telling you guys, it's so pretty. I mean, it's, yeah. it's got crystal clear creeks that run through it and a lot of limestone. So it's his, his is way different than mine. Mine out here, I'm flat. Yeah. If I got to climb a hill out here, it's, it's nothing, you know, not compared to like when I was in Montana and I'm like, okay, this is, we're climbing mountains. Yeah. Those like, are this mountains. is insane. Yeah. I'm yeah. a, I'm a flatlander, boys. Like y'all are killing me. <laughs> now, if I if I remember correctly, you guys um, were like central Montana when you went out there, or well, well for the bear trip it was probably a little different. You probably went to western Montana. Yeah, we were yeah. out in western Montana. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I uh, I saw something about Billings at one point on your on your site, so I, I wasn't sure where that came from. But I was thinking bear hunt. You got to be going out west, and those are 
big mountains, man. Those are yes, not for that, the faint of heart. <laughs> when we got to where we were going, Jeremiah was driving my truck, and I'm like, is that what we're climbing? And he just looks at me and starts laughing. I'm like, <laughs> you do. I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, that? that's it. He's like, yeah. He's like, you got it. You know, he was completely confident in me. I didn't, you know, get my body in in the right shape it should have been. Yeah, nobody's ever like, prepared you know, for that. Let's dude. try. We're, we're, yeah, we're gonna wing it. Let's see what we do. And I, I felt like I did fine. He said I killed it. Uh, it was it was great. But Branson, yeah. that dude will run over a mountain in like ten minutes. Yeah, I'm like with a pack on his back and a gun in his hand. I'm like, this kid is insane to me. <laughs> That's what he does. I mean, yeah. He now, lives in the mountains. That kid, I will put I that guy it. up against so many different people and I, I and I would put money on him. I mean, he's yeah. just unreal. Christian, where were you guys at? Like eight to 10,000 feet elevation or were you a little lower, a little higher? Uh, I think a little lower. I think the one where like 65, seven, yeah. somewhere in there, yeah. the, the, the mountain that I missed my bear on was, I think we're at like 7,000. Yeah. And we went straight up. We didn't zigzag or anything. He's like, we're going up there. I'm like, up there. He's like, yeah, where the clouds are. You see the haze? I'm like, yeah. He's like, that's where that bear is. We got to go. I'm like, yeah. okay, well, it's time to nut up or shut up. Yeah. That'll still kick your we ass though, man. There. That's that's pretty high because what are you in Kansas? What, 10 feet? What? <laughs> I don't even know the elevation, yeah. to be honest with you. I've lived here 28 years. I have no idea. Never looked it up because we're just flat. Let yeah. me put it this way. I think we're at like 800, 800 in to Pennsylvania. A, yeah, 800 to 1,000. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We You're ain't shit. Yeah, but we ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That out there, I'm like, that, this is insane. Like, guys who go out there and kill day in and day out yeah. or even don't kill and they just go out there to do it, I have so much respect for Like, I I will never complain about, you know, out here fighting heat and stuff like that. When I could be out there freezing and climbing 10,000 feet elevation to kill an animal. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. insane. They are animals, man. Then guys that go out there and archery hunt it and succeed, I'm just like, y'all, that is insane. Just stupid. But that's the goal. Stupid that's, odds. That's what, yeah, that's what we're going for. We're going we're gonna to try being up there in the next few years, elk, antelope, or mule deer, I mean, whatever we can draw. I mean, even bear beautiful we're gonna be back yeah that bear tag's super reasonable we we did a ton of research i was supposed to actually be out there this this spring and then of course gas prices hit and we all decided to cancel the trip but we were going to do a turkey and a spring bear hunt my buddy was going to hunt bear we were going to hunt turkey and uh, man we did so much research and we were going to be somewhere about central west central um kind of it's hard because if you want to really kill bear you got to go western into the big mountains but there are a couple pockets in that central piece where the bear numbers are okay um the the weird part is like the limits you you can only kill i think like three or four depending on where you're at sometimes it's like six or seven and then once that limit's met like you're done oh that's a quota hunt it's basically like a quota yeah once it's met you're done. Like, that's it. It's closed for that, that unit. And you have to go to another unit. Um, but we ended up not being able to get out there, man. I was so bummed. I want to do it. I'm, it's still going to be either next year or the year after. We're thinking we missed it so much that we're like, we got to do it, man. You should have went this year. Next year, it's going to oh. be $18 a gallon. <sighs> I don't even yeah, want to talk let's about it. Not. Don't say that. I, I know, know. I know. It's so bad right now. <laughs> we were riding a bike. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Holy smack. 
But let's. It's, I was gonna say let's 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 get past. I want to talk about the Bears, but like I think that's gonna be a whole nother podcast because we're already running up on on some time here. I'm not worried about it. Um, yeah. I really want to talk about like moving along that time frame now. Summer, like we're in summer, it's hot as hell. You guys are doing some plot work. Where are you doing this work, and what are you guys doing right now? Is what I want to know. Uh, Lucas, you guys have been doing some work, haven't you, down there? Yeah, I'm trying to, man. We've had so much rain, I haven't even been able to get into the property because I got to cross that field. It's too muddy. Oh, yeah, you guys. I mean, we've all been getting a lot of rain here, but I think they've gotten a touch more where he's at. Uh, so I think about a month ago, Jeremiah and I went in and, and uh, worked up our food pot. We got a food pot in there late last year, but we got no rain. It was dry. It sucked. Hardly nothing come up. We had some turnips and radishes, a little variety come up, and that helped, you know, in the winter months. But uh, this year, we tried something a little different. Uh, have you heard of Domain Seed Company? I don't think I've heard of that one. No, I've not heard of that one. They're they're pretty new. Uh, so they sell like seed around here and in, in a couple of local stores and stuff. But they're they're nationwide, I know. And uh, we hit actually messaged them. Jeremiah messaged him and kind of told him, you know, what we was working with, what equipment we had, you know. And uh, the guy that runs it and owns it messaged us back. Super nice guy. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. And told us what we needed to do. We went in there and did that. Worked the ground, uh, distant under pretty good. And uh, got our seed in, and I think like three or four days later, the rain really hit. I mean, we got abundance of rain here and, and really bad storms. And I was just up there at the ground the other day, and the chicory and the clover is coming up really well for us. Nice. And that was our main nice. main concern for the year was really buckling it on food. We knew where the deer were always bedding and where they were always going for rut, what in the property. And we needed to focus on just one end, at least, of food. The place is so big that eventually we would like to go to the south end and get a food plot down there as well. But we wanted to focus on one right now just to get one core food plot going. And it it needs mode already. I mean, it's it rains so much. And uh, we have cameras out up there on some feed piles and it's it's just i can't get in there right now because it's so thick i mean it's where we got to cross there's a waterway and it's muddier in hell right now so i can't get the equipment in there to mow so jeremiah actually messaged me before this and we were trying to work up a plan for next week because it's been hot here no rain the last four or five days so we're hoping that's dried up to where we could get across the mower get in there and mow it and, and work on it some but as for prep work our stands are pretty well in the right places we're going to move a few things around uh, we actually got a hay bale blind bought because where the food pot is on one end, there's no trees really to hang. And we want to work in over the hill off the road to our food plot so we can slip in the backside of that blind and not be figured out at all. And the wind's always perfect for that side, no matter what way it's out of it's it's gold. So that's another thing we got to get ready for. We got to get a blind out there. We got to move a few stands around and then just kind of sit back and relax and let nature play its course. Kind of let season get here and go from there. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Now I see you guys run a bunch of double sets and whatnot. Those are mostly just hang-ons and sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Jeremiah likes 
ladder stands. He's kind of started to venture towards hang-ons. I'm a big, I love hang-ons. I just, I like being high, really mm-hmm. high. And I feel like ladder stands stick out. I mean, I've killed deer out of ladder stands. There's nothing wrong with them. I'm just, it's just all a personal opinion on it. Yeah. But we do run a lot of, a lot of uh, double sets right now. I actually bought uh, a super light hawk setup this year, and I'm kind of going to be a little more mobile during the rut. If I don't kill early, I kind of want to jump around a little bit just because that property is so big. We have talked about saddle hunting. I don't know if you guys saddle hunt. Yeah, we both saddle hunt. But we've looked. Uh, we didn't mention that. Yeah, we didn't mention that like six times already that we're saddle hunters. I mean, that's kind of the thing now, right? That you tell everybody that you're saddle hunters. I don't know if you saddle hunt, but we saddle hunt. I don't, you know. <laughs> We've never saddle hunt here. It's fun. We've man. talked about it. Yeah, honestly, you know, it, it it's got its it's got its perks. It does. Um, we and, were always hang on hunters yes. and ladder stand hunters, and it's kind of been pretty big transition the last couple years it's been pretty awesome yeah i mean the mobility of it's great and i you know going back to even ladder stands ladder stands are fantastic but it's just a ton of deer it it just takes more to find the right tree for a ladder stand to cover it up right so it's like each level of stand is more advanced because i feel like you can put them in better places to better hide yourself and get in more accessible trees you know some trees you can't put you know a climber or a, a lock on him but it's perfect for a ladder stand you know and in other trees yeah. you'd never get a ladder stand in there without looking stupid but you go 10 feet higher and you put that stand up and now you're in some branches yeah you know it's it's yeah. the game that you got to play to get in the right spots to kill deer everything has its place basically yeah absolutely. i mean you know that I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're kind of getting into the mobile game because that was like the biggest game changer for me getting a lightweight hang on setup and sticks like that changed yes. it that took me from here the whole way up here like and then switching to the saddle i mean just be getting a little bit more lightweight was obviously awesome and yeah i mean really in reality it just helps you also find new spots and more spots because Definitely. you're not tied down to one tree yeah right you know and that's the thing you know yeah. growing up we'd always hunt fixed stands and it was like you had the tree in mind if you were if you had a climber you still had a tree in mind you were going to that tree or if you had a ladder, a lock-on, yeah. you were going to that ladder or lock-on. And that was it. Every once in a while, I'd throw the climber on my back in some more mature forest, and I would go explore, you know, and find a spot, fresh sign, climb a tree. Well, then when we switched to our mobile setups, it was like, man, I want to go farther, and I'm going to go look at this. I want to see what yeah. that is, you know? Yeah, kind of forces you to be a little bit more aggressive. And I think the, the thing, that the trap that you kind of fall into, at least for me, when I had, like, permanent sets – I go to the same place over and over and over again. Now I don't hang any permanent sets. If I hang one, that's it. And I don't really, I go to it as like a last resort, basically. It kind of forces me to jump around a little bit more and, yeah. you know, hunt the freshest sign. And I mean, kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Then, and one thing I wanted to key in on this uh, shed season was, like I said, we didn't go in that property hardly at all. We worked hunted outside in right and when we shed hunted this year we waited for all the deer to be dropped and when when we went in there i was marking trees on my onyx where i'm like okay this would be a good spot to throw up a stand when i'm in here kind of moving around over here like even where i found the that big deer sheds like i'm like okay this is where i seen him last year three or four times this is where he shed but they never come by where I was sitting right here, so I need to be over here. So I have trees marked. I think it's going to be a game changer for me, and I'm really hoping. But 
the whole saddle thing for us jeremiah wants to go do a little more public hunting in the next few years you know nebraska oklahoma yep. wherever it's over the counter or if, or if we draw and the way to go with that would be using a saddle i mean it's light and you can literally move and hunt you know whatever tree you want because it's it just works that way so that's we've been really itching at it but i'm gonna start with mobile tree stand hunting right now lightweight and then work our way into the saddles more than likely it's a good place to start man honestly yeah man it's exactly where we started i honestly i still have my hang on set up i didn't get rid of it or anything like that and honestly it has its place the saddle has its place the hang on has its place ladder stands have their place i just you got to use everything to your advantage if you can't get into this stand with a you know ladder Go in with your hang on. Yeah, Can't I, get in there with the hang on. Go with the saddle. I still hunt all three, and I've been telling Austin this. You know, even with the saddle, I want to put up a couple places where I know I'm going to hit that spot once or twice a year in the rut where I'm going to sit all day long, and yep. I'm going to put a lock on there, just a lock on up in the tree. That way, people don't see it as easily. People can't steal it, kind of thing. And I'm going to go in, go in, just so I can. If I'm tired or I want to sit down, I can sit down. You know. Um, but also yeah. the nice part about that is you got the bigger platform. So when things get hectic, as you guys know, in the rut, that could be chasing, fighting, you know, oh, you might yeah. have to do six one eighties and a two seventy backflip kick off the, <laughs> you know, you might have to do that to kill a deer in that big yeah, platform, absolutely. man, it just, it makes a difference. So that's my plan for this year. And I, I'll tell you what, if you guys are looking to do it, I, I'd suggest going all in because you're going to find a use for it whether you're hunt three feet off the ground uh, just over top of a hedgerow you know like i've done that before where i've just stuck into a hedgerow three feet off the ground and it worked out great for that spot because there's no trees and if you get in a tree you're gonna be wide open or whether you're yeah. getting 30 feet in a tree you know it's it's got its benefits but whether whatever Absolutely. you do I, I think if you guys get mobile you start fooling those deer a little bit you start showing them something they've never seen before catching them off guard that's how you kill big mature deer you know anywhere in the country i think you guys will really do well honestly i hope i believe i believe so but at the same time gotta try it you know it's It's like anything you know another tool in the old arsenal man absolutely anyway proceed i didn't mean to like Rain all over your prey by saying we're saddle hunters. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, it's fine. I, hey, no, no harm here. <laughs> so, you, so you got some spots picked out. You got somewhat of your food plot started. You got the, the chicory and some of the clover coming up. Um, I, I think you might be able to get in there and get a nice cut in, like you said, with all this heat we've been having. But what what else came from shed season? I mean, there's more than just finding trees, from what I understand. You guys uh, picked up some bone this year. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> shed season was really, for that, for this, for the lease alone, was just trying to figure out what deer drop their sheds in there and where we're at. There. You know, you, I'm a lot of guys shed on just to pick up sheds because they want to tell everyone, you know, hey, I picked up. 50 sheds this year what'd you pick up i'm that guy i i like picking i got a lot of properties to pick up sheds but when i can pick up sheds off properties that i have permission to hunt i really soak in that information of okay this deer was down here because he shed right here he lives down here this is where he was majority of the season i have him on camera down here you know through 
late November through December when he's starting to slow down from rut. You know, he's probably bedding down here. There's there's feed probably a mile away, so maybe he's bedded down here because he's on the neighbors going to feed. I don't know. So a lot of factors go into my shed season when I'm shed hunting my own properties. And I know Lucas, you're the same way, ain't you? You Lucas is he picks like one weekend and really gets into the shed season, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I'm, that's busy time, so I, I just go on, you know, I go probably every other weekend for a month and a half, you know, given more time. But the, the difference between, like, your lease and my place, the deer on my place over there are true travelers, man. I never know what I'm going to pick up. I never know what deer I'm going to see any time of the year. I never know what deer's in there, you know. Well, we picked up Jeremiah, and I have a picture of him. I haven't seen him on hook. So, you know, I space mine out, you know, every other weekend, and I go back. And that first year we shed hunted that place, we picked up, like, 48 sheds off 120 acres. You know, it just – it there's so many deer that travel through that area because there's nothing – I mean, there's nothing out there. I mean, it's a big grassland, but you have these – concentrated blocks of timber with water those deer are just moving all over the place that's why it's hard to kill a mature deer out there but yeah man if, it, if it's a deer we've seen before man I'll, I'll note where i found it you know how old the deer is where where he's been and where he ended up shedding you know same as you it's just it's different style yeah so I won I actually was wondering you were mentioned about that deer earlier that you were talking about that you already know he's back did you find his sheds by chance? His four and a half year old sheds? Yeah, yeah. I have them right here if you'd like to. Reach for the them. sky. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I know you mentioned yes, you picked, sir. I thought you mentioned you picked up his three and a half year old. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I think it's so. I have uh, two man caves. My wife, you know, loves me so much that I get the privilege of having two man caves. I got one in the basement, and then my garage is where majority of my deer marts and sheds are, but. This is where my bigger shed collection goes and where all the exotic stuff goes once I start killing them. But here's the right side. Good oh, Lord. Good googly moogly. Look at all the Google. stickers. You see that brow time on that thing? No, I'm looking at yes. that. Look at that Holy. Good. This brow time's probably already this long right now. That's unreal. What, what would you already. say that is? Eight, nine inches? At least. Nine inches. Nine yeah. inches? Yeah. Dude, that's a dagger. So we... Rough score this deer, Jeremiah rough scored it. Uh, this set at right at 160 with like a, I think a 17 inch spread we gave it. 16 or 17, I can't remember, as a four year old. So, like I said, the deer was, would have been really hard to passive to come by, but I'm glad that he didn't give me a shot opportunity or else I'd, I probably would have killed him. It would have been a really tough time for me. But yeah. his brow time's big that side too. He's got this. Big extra piece yeah. going off the back yeah. as well. He's got, got a good base. Tons, oh, tons of junk. So let me ask yeah, you this question. Super. How hard was that to see? <laughs> I'm sorry. How hard was it, how hard were those to find? How hard were they to see? Those had to stick out like a sore thumb, man. It was in. It, we walked this property. I think this was the fourth time, third or fourth time, and we picked up sheds off every time we walked. And Jeremiah was walking the edge, kind of by the stand where I seen him all the time. <laughs> and I told Jeremiah, I said, hey, I got to peel off here. And I'm going to go grab this camera down here that I had on a scrape. We were pulling cameras as well for the year. 
as well shed hunting it. And I grabbed the camera and in the timber down there, there's kind of a low creek crossing. I mean, it's not super low. It's probably only two, three feet deep where this creek runs. And I remember going a step over the creek and I look down and I see his left side tines down in the water. And I knew what? right away. I knew, and it was so difficult to see. I knew right away because I seen the first sticker right there automatically. Uh, I, I hollered Jeremiah, I'm like, hey, he's like 100 yards up. I'm screaming, like, hey, I found, uh, we actually nicknamed the deer Todd Helton. He's got 15 <laughs> scoreable points. Yeah. Todd Helton, uh, Rockies Hall good, of Famer. Good know. reference. Good reference. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And uh, I said, hey, I found Todd Helton's left side. And he's like, no way, you know, he's pumped. And then I'm filming for a TikTok, and I look up, and I see his right side laying on the bank. So I'm immediately pumped. I'm, I'm jacked. Like, I'm like, I think this was like set number seven on the year, like shed number like 60-something. So I was, I was already having the shed season of my life because shed number 30, I found I picked up the biggest single of my life, 77-inch side, and he had six inches broken off. Unreal. It's I have this one up here too. I'm moving to Kansas. It's been decided. It's been decided. This, this antler is. Oh my there's, goodness. There's, there's no deer here. <laughs> there's no deer here. Yeah, don't come those, there. Those all came oh from the coyotes, God. right? The coyotes pulled those in from like Missouri or uh, from yeah. uh, Montana, right? Yeah. All right. What? All right. I got another <laughs> measurement on that G2, dude. 14. Yep. Four- uh,. 13 and a half. Holy smokes, mm. man. That is unreal. 13 and a half. Uh, score, rough score at 77, and then he had an extra piece broken off from the inside here. And like a, like a stack I actually G3. got this is, yeah. Damn. I got a trocan picture of the deer from the uh, neighbor. I texted him, like, hey, did you have a giant 10 on camera this year? And he goes, no, I had a giant nine point. Ooh. And I'm like, I think I found his right side, and he sent me the picture, and I'm like, that's him. But his left side was a giant four side, and I walked and walked and walked and finally found it for him to break off his entire beam from his G2 forward. No, man. I was freaking so heartbroken, but. Damn. I mean, it was still a giant, and then I picked up. I just kept picking up. I I had a crazy year. It's like every day I walked, I picked up five antlers. I was like I said, I was just having a year of shed season in my life. And then I got like his set and I had the shed to him the year before. So I have his left side to him the year before. He was just a clean five side. Uh, no stickers. Brown tie was a touch shorter. And the mass is a little less. So three to – he was probably 145-inch deer at three. And then he's 160 at four and a half. So we'll see what he does at five and a half. Oh, I mean, man. he's already looking – He's Man. looking very incredible right now. Yeah, that that deer but might I'm, even be a year older than you guys think. You never know. You know, a lot of that. Just thinking he, about the trash and the trash around the brows. That's, you know, it's tough to say. Yeah, he could be. I mean, it, it is. It's still only our second year. We're still trying to figure the property out. Right. So he he could be six. He could be older. I don't. I I want to say he's five and a half, but. You know, like you said, oh, you dude, just don't know. You're still yeah. in Kansas, so I get, or I'm sorry, Montana. Uh, Montana, they pulled it across the across the. Um, it, it flew down the creek. That's what happened. It came down yeah. the the, the creek the whole way. 
Yeah, the entire way. The Yellowstone, you know. I'll have to shoot you guys a picture on Instagram. Uh, Jeremiah and I have a deer on our place we call the funk. Um, his his let's see his his right side's normal and then he just grew two main beams on his right side and then the next year this deer is like eight or nine years old just ginormous body it looks like a cow with antlers i mean he's huge and uh this year he just grew two forks going straight up with all kinds of trash around the bases and his pedicles grew together across the top of his head. He's just got one giant strip of antler that runs across the top of his head. He's cool as hell. That oh is so cool, God. man. So when he sheds, he's going to basically shed as like a dead head. It's going to fall off together. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's going to be like a scalp. Yeah, dude. nobody's yeah. found his sheds. I talked to a neighbor too. No way. That's cool, man. That is so cool. That is cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That was going to be my next question for you guys. Brought up some names, whether you named all these deer, because how the hell else do you keep them all straight? But it sounds like you have a couple nicknames out there. Yeah, we've got... Who are the targets? Todd Helton. Yeah. Todd Helton, the, the sticker buck here that I showed you, is probably number one. And then this is for me, of course. And then uh, Browser is the big nine point. With I'll have to... Uh, Send you guys some pictures of him here later. Show you how big he is. I have his shed right here, his right side. This is just his four side. And this is why he got the nickname Browser. Oh, I can't is that, wait. Is that a Mario play on words? Oh, my. Holy. That, yeah. His other brow is bigger, but I can't find his other side. This is just a four side. Man, that's a deer that, that I a, dream about right yeah, there, boy. Yeah, that's an impressive deer right there, man. That's awesome. uh, This four... Roughly 73 as a four side. <laughs> that's a huge eight, dude. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, it's a, it's a giant eight. That's a giant But his eight. left side's a, a five side, and it's his left side's definitely in the 80s. It's hmm. it's stupid big. But then we're probably the two top deer for me this year would be Todd Helton and Browser here. Luckily, I have the sheds to him. But if any of the other guys kill them that are on the lease too, I'm going to hand the sheds over to them, you know. Oh, for sure. It's their deer. And I, I'm that type of guy, you know, hey, you killed the deer, you get the sheds. You get all the rewards. I mean, I'll find more sheds. That's right. That's but, right. Uh, Lucas, uh, go ahead with your guys' names. I know you got a couple picked out and in mind, especially the uh, the big 10. Well, we have it. Yeah, that Big Ten. We haven't figured out a name for him yet. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, we're both chasing that deer hard. But then we got that high and tight is what we call that ancient deer on my boss's place. It's that nine point that just goes straight up. Then we got oh, yeah. uh, we got splits. We got – there's that one over at Clements, the funk. Uh, uh, what's it? Uh, framework is what we call that other one. We saw we got pictures of him in the rut last year. Never saw him, but he's he'll probably he'll probably push 180 as a typical 10 or nine, and he's freaking he's wow. got like 14, 15 inch twos. Um, and then uh, what's that other buck? Oh, we got triple threat, that triple drop time buck that's over there. Uh, that's the deer I was thinking about. Man. There's, yeah, that's old triple threat. 
And then there's uh, oh, what is his name? I can't think of it off the top of my head right now, but he's he's uh he's gonna be a big boy this year. I don't know. I gotta be honest. Y'all make Kansas sound terrible. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to us. This is all made up. <laughs> These are all ninety to one hundred and twenty inch deer. He's showing us right now. Just so you guys yes, are clear. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> he was just saying it's a seventy-seven inch. You know. Yeah. Total. Yeah. A seventy-three. Give it. Inch, yeah. yeah. Give absolutely. It a, oh, give it a twelve-inch oh, spread. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Huge you remember, deer. You remember that uh, loud? You remember that loud, heavy buck? Chris yeah, that giant eight. That deer is big. We had an eight point. We had a. We had an eight point that ended up getting shot. Yeah, uh, the year after we got that place by the neighbor as an eight foot uh, when we had pictures of him in his oh he was probably six seven and he was probably 160 upper 160s eight point i mean we called him loud and heavy because i mean the mass on him was ridiculous length was ridiculous he's actually uh we got pictures last year of one of his offspring that we named loud and heavy 2.0 and he's going to be just as big, if not bigger. He's a stupid big eight-point already as a three-year-old. I think the the girl that shot him uh, said it scored like 167, I believe. Wow. 60, yeah, 167. Yeah. Yeah, well, he was, bigger than, he was bigger than that the year before. Jeremiah found his match set. Damn. Yeah, that deer was stupid. Stupid heavy. That's what, how he got the nickname Wild Heavy. I mean, that deer was insane. That's awesome. Yeah, that's definitely uh, definitely sounds pretty uh, pretty incredible. What you guys got going on? Like you said, man, this this next year might be huge, huge year. But I, I also noticed something else going through your Instagram. You boys wear a little bit of scree gear. And Absolutely. Yeah. We also wear, well, I can't say a little bit. I only own scree gear at this point. <laughs> yeah, you a little bit of a junkie on that. I am a junkie, yeah. man. Uh, how you boys liking it? Uh, personally, me, I've worn Under Armour, Kuyu. I mean, I've worn a lot of different patterns and a lot of different clothing. And I'm not just saying this because we do a little work with scree and stuff, but scree stuff is legit to me Mm -hmm. i have worn other stuff and have froze in 10 degree weather and hated my life and last year i hunted with that stuff and it was like negative five out and i was texting the guys in our group message like boys i am warm like (laughs) i could stay here all day and not have a single like they're like are you kidding me i'm like i swear to god i'm almost sweating underneath this stuff i swear by it's comfortable Looks good, fits good. I'm a firm believer in scree. I know Jeremiah and Lucas, they all wear it too, but that's all I have is scree. I sold all my, I don't want to say the brand, but I sold it all and, and yeah. bought all scree. I got rid of some stuff too. I need to get rid of some stuff. I just have old bins full of just probably thousands of dollars of, I'll say it's oh, scent lock yeah. stuff. Like I had all scent lock, everything. I don't wear any of it, but maybe one jacket anymore, and that's it. But um, I gotta ask, man, you wearing the ptarmigan, the ptarmigan yeah. jacket? Yes. Yeah, boy, that that is my yes, favorite that's piece. What, that thing, I'm like, I put it on. That's why I was so warm. I'm like, this freaking jacket, 
And then they come out with some new stuff this year. I see they come out with bibs. The yep. Guardian. And uh, the Guardian series, yep. The bibs, got, the jacket. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now they got the Tarmigan yes. pants, too. Yeah, I, I do have those yes. also. Yeah, they're pretty, pretty I don't wild. have the pants yet. I'll tell you what, I like them I a lot. The, they, they got full zippers the whole way up, so they're real easy to put on. Yes. Um, I wore them a couple times. In, in all reality, they're kind of hard to wear because they're so warm. Like, if you walk in with them, yeah, you're going to sweat your of butt off. Yes. Yeah. That is my rule with my ptarmigan. It only comes on and off at the base of the tree or if I'm in the tree. like Because yeah. I ain't not screwing yeah. that stuff up. But that jacket, man, I wear I that like, from, like, mid-October on. I'll I'll, th- I'll just throw yeah. it on, like, a single layer. I'll have, like, a single layer of uh, my, my merino on, maybe a light jacket. I'll take that out and just throw it on as an outer layer when it gets chilly at night. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm... And I, I'm a big fan of the – they have two patterns. They have kind of like a early season green and then a late season for us here because everything gets dead here is just pure brown. Yeah, your yeah, summit and your solace. Yeah. That yeah, solace is perfect. I, I've got both patterns. Yeah, yeah, I have the early season stuff and I have the late season stuff, and I, I love it. I can wear it duck hunting too. That's what's nice. Yeah, man, for sure, for sure. I was actually going to ask you guys what was your favorite pattern the summit yeah, and solace. What's up, Lucas? I'm exact opposite of you, Christian. I'm so hot blooded, man. I can't, I can't do that, man. Like I won't. I refuse to wear a pair of bibs all winter long, man. I freaking die. I sweat so bad in the tree, man. Oh yeah, yeah. I I have not gotten the bibs or any of the Guardian series yet. We'll say that. But the jacket looks. I don't have it yet either. The jacket <laughs> <Yet>. looks. <laughs> Pretty incredible. Use code um, WDP20 yes. for 20% off your first purchase. Let <laughs> <laughs> it squeeze that in there. <laughs> that, the thing is, like, they're always running sales anyways. Like, they got yeah. Father's Day sale going right now. They have weekly sales. It's like to even find their stuff not on sale to even use a code is insane. And then if you just go on and sign up for the email part, they give you 20% yeah, off. Like, yeah. man, the company yeah. is great. And if they ship you the wrong stuff by chance, it's all free shipping back. They yeah. pay for everything. They pay for so everything. If you get the wrong thing, they'll sh- you ship it right back, and they pay for everything, ship you what you need. It's VIP sizing guarantee, man. Yep. Yeah. They're doing things the correct way. I I wore Kuyu for four years, and Kuyu's a great company. I can't dog on them too much, but I just froze in it. I mean, I get it's they considered it a mountain gear, yeah. But a lot of guys wear it out here, and I just froze. I hunted a 180 inch deer in November with my eyelids freezing shut because the wind is blowing so bad, and I was freezing in that cuyu. And I'm like, this is not good. No boy. So we kind of reached. We reached out to a bunch of companies and screen messaged us right back and they're all about it. And they, you know, they hooked us up and we cannot complain. A lot of us like the screen right now. A lot of guys are still switching over. I mean, everyone, some guys were wearing first light. Uh, Branton still wears his Kuyu stuff because Branton's in real deep with Kuyu. Yeah. Lucas was with first, was doing first light stuff. He's doing screen now. Jeremiah's doing screen. I mean, it's it's been a great camo and great clothing for us to be honest with you i i can't complain about stuff for sure man for sure yeah well guys we are we're getting closer there on time i don't want to cut you off but um i want you guys definitely to come back on again i want to i want to dig some deeper into this maybe if we get closer to the season here see what your prospects are see what your goals are 
you know, see what, what we can, you know, figure yeah. out with you guys. See, but, maybe if we can get another guy or two on, too, with you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, make this a big old group Absolutely, thing. yeah. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm sure Jeremiah would get in. Any, any of the guys would get in. I mean, absolutely. That'd be great. I Heck think yeah. that would be awesome, man. So before we let you guys go, why don't you go ahead and give a good shout-out where everybody can find Released Outdoors um, everywhere, you know, even whatever you might have possibly coming. Absolutely. Uh, right now we have Facebook at Released Outdoors, uh, Instagram Released Outdoors. There are two active TikTok accounts right now. Jeremiah run, runs one and I run one. So you can find us on there, Released Outdoor, Released underscore Outdoors, and then just Released Outdoors. And then hopefully in the next few months, you'll be seeing us on YouTube or another media platform. Excellent. Awesome, man. Well, Lucas, Christian, boys, we appreciate you. Thanks for coming on tonight, man. And uh, everybody, go check them out. Go go give them some love. Give them a little follow. Uh, stay tuned. Watch their Instagram page. Watch their Facebook page for announcements. When they get going on YouTube, I feel like there's some videos you guys are going to want to see. So uh, stay tuned on them and keep keep following up on them. Boys, can't thank you enough. Really appreciate you, you both. Absolutely. Thank you, boys. Appreciate you having us on here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming on, boys.